Get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. Uh, what up, though? What up, though? Welcome back. Episode 292 of the What Up Though podcast. Yep. We're back from Thanksgiving break. Uh, Just like how, everybody else. How, how was your Thanksgiving break? <laughs> um, more difficult than I had anticipated. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, so I uh, I hosted Thanksgiving at my house, which was something that we did not know that we were doing until probably tuesday so i only had well i can't say i we only had the two days to kind of prepare for it which wasn't a big deal uh you know we uh collaborated pretty well on uh like i did a lot of stuff around the house so did she to get the house together and then um her and her mother did a lot of the cooking on uh wednesday and thursday but what was a struggle for me was that I did not anticipate uh, all of the different issues that I was going to have with having that many people around. Like I've had a lot of people over my house at one time, but it would be like for the night, like for a couple hours, not for several days. And a whole bunch of people didn't stay overnight for several days, but like, her brother went home and her grandma and uh, aunt went home or whatever, but they would come back like the next day. And her mother and sister stayed here for like several days. So uh, for a large part of, and, and, oh no. And then her father-in-law came over on, uh, I think Friday. So, and then he stayed for the rest of the weekend too. So it was like very, a lot of people, there was three extra people staying here. And then there was an additional four people who were over here for pretty much the most of that weekend. And I don't have any problem with any of these people being here, but it was just, uh, it was a lot more difficult for me to manage one, all the midlife crisis thing I'm doing right now, coupled with the news of the person that we know who died on Thanksgiving and then also like my like my introversion and then like just I, I, like all those things combined was something that I didn't really anticipate. And I was experiencing a very high level of like introversion uh, symptoms, kind of like because they always say like time alone is how introverts kind of recharge. And I felt very, very drained, very, very tired, very, very irritable, like all that shit. So I spent a lot of time trying to find ways to isolate myself. And how the fuck you do that with a house full of people? Because I would come into the garage at nighttime and like they would like get in the hot tub or they would all be like watching movies and shit like that. So I would come out in the garage and I would, you know, smoke, drink, watch whatever I was doing. And that was wildly beneficial to me. But then like the next day, it's like I would wake up and just kind of instantly be kind of like, uh, just like a little like tired and irritable. 
And there were times where I would just go into my room and go to sleep. Like it, it was, it was fun. Cause like I said, I don't have any problem with anybody, but it was very draining for me. I think like combined with like, if, if, if the situation with the person who died on Thanksgiving hadn't happened, it would have been a lot easier for me to deal with. But like, that happened and like we were saying like that fucked up my whole weekend like that fucked up my mental for like that whole weekend so then couple that with all of the shit that my introversion was presenting with me because i didn't realize that i was going to have this kind of issue with it so but i knew it was that because i kept finding myself tired and trying to isolate myself because it wasn't something i was doing consciously like let me get out of here it was just something that i was just doing like i just found myself tired and i'm like i'm just gonna go to sleep or I would find myself like in my office, just try- trying to like keep to myself or, and then at night I'd find myself out here in the garage by myself. So like, I noticed that I was doing that and I noticed that I was tired and I'm like, this is my, this is the introversion thing. How, how social interaction and a whole lot of people around is draining and isolation is like recharging. So like, it was a lot more difficult than I anticipated. It wasn't bad in any kind of way. Like I said, I don't mind having people here. Like I said, I, I, you know, I have no issues with these people. It's not like, uh, I got to stop saying these people and make it sound like it's like random <laughs> niggas at my house. I don't have <laughs> like, issues with these people. <laughs> right. Like it's like, like, I, like I got a bunch of random motherfuckers at my house, but like, no, it's my family. I love my family. Like it's my wife's side of the family, obviously, but like these aren't, it's not like these are like their presence, like because of who they are made it difficult. It was just like, I don't know. I was just struggling to, to really deal with it. And and I realized that now it would be a thing where it's not necessarily unique to, to them either. Like, I feel like if I have, you know, four or five, six people in my house for, you know, days at a time, it doesn't matter who it is. It's going to be a situation where I'm kind of just like, uh, this is just too much. And they're, and they're pretty chill. So like, if it was like four or five, six people who are not chill, <laughs> like that could make it even worse. So um, yeah, I, I, I had some, some issues for, on that end of it, but, um, it was still a good time overall. Like I, uh, the food was great. Um, I still enjoyed, like, um, I enjoyed having them around, even though like physically it was trying on me. Like I was, I enjoyed having them there. And then, um, I enjoyed the time. It made me enjoy the time alone even more. Cause like once, once the whole day was over and I knew that they were all going to enjoy each other's company and I could come out in the garage and enjoy my own company. It made it, it made that time in the garage by myself, like, like therapeutic, almost like levels of good. It was like real nice. And like, you know, I was sitting here watching Southside. Like there was a night where I watched the whole fucking season of a show (laughs) in, in one sitting. So yeah, that's cool as hell. And I guess them not having the expectation that you're entertaining them. Like I would assume your wife probably does a good job with that. Yeah, that was the that was the good part. I mean, that's that, her fam, you know. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I know so they're pretty like, close. So yeah. So if it had been like, say, like my friends or her friends, it would have been different. But like with her family there, I know they can all vibe with each other and be cool, and they don't necessarily need me around. So like I would be around during the day, except for like, I think like I said, once or twice, I went and took a nap during the day, but like, um, by and large, I would be around. It was just like, I don't know. I just, I just felt just 
I, I don't know. I just felt weird like the whole time until I was able to get that time by myself. And then when I got that time by myself, it was great. So yeah, it, it may, but like, just like I say, it was, it was a unexpected level of, of difficulty for me, like from a, like a physiological perspective, but it was still like, it was still a good, a good Thanksgiving. And like I said, I enjoyed it and the food was great and all that good stuff. So what about you? Uh, I was pretty lazy for the most part. Uh, we kind of just chilled at home. Uh, I didn't even go to my mom's house. I just, matter of fact, I got home Wednesday afternoon from work and I didn't leave the house again until Saturday. Uh, yeah. So we just cooked and chilled at home. Saturday, uh, I ended up going, going to Churchill's off the Ray. That was pretty cool. Try some cool bourbons and shit. I was just happy just getting up Thursday, not having to get up, do nothing. Getting up Friday, not having to do nothing. Like, shit. That shit was great, though. I can't wait to fucking <laughs> Christmas. Christmas break. Are you taking off time during Christmas or not? Uh, I haven't decided. I'd say more than likely yes, but uh, I don't know because there's part of me that's like I don't really need to. Uh, like the Christmas time is such a downtime at my job that if I and, and and I also won't have to like I probably won't have to physically go into the office even on the one day that I go in now. But even if I do have to go in on that one day, ain't nobody probably, well, I'm not going to say ain't nobody going to be there because Tuesday, um, yeah, it'll probably be there, people there on Tuesday. But by and large, you know, there's going to be a lot of people with a lot of time off and most of that time I'm going to be at home. So I'm like, do I really need to use my time off at that point? But I probably still will take, I'll probably still take a few days, but I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. Yeah, it's, it's like if I if I was able to work from home, there would probably be days I would just work just because I want to use the fucking time and shit. But yeah. being that I have to go in, I'm pretty certain I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the the week after Christmas off, and I may try to finagle a couple of days before Christmas. Cause like Christmas. I gotta figure out how the day run because I think Christmas on a Saturday, we'd mm-hmm. be off for Christmas Eve, so it'd be a four day week and probably get off early the day. Before. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta figure it out, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna take off uh, a week, a week between. Yeah, so Christmas and New Year's are on Saturday, so I'm gonna have each of those Fridays off work, and I don't know. I might. I'm. I don't know. I might take a. I don't know. I have. I just don't feel like I really need to. Cause I feel like even if like there's stuff going on around the house or whatever, I still feel like I'll be able to tend to that from home. And I even think that it's a possibility they might still let us work from home on that Tuesday, which is probably like the, well, I'm guessing maybe like the 21st or something like that. And they might still let us stay home on that day. I'm not basing that on anything, but it could happen. So I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm still on the fence. I'm, I don't know. I'm like, do I need it? But also at the same time, by, by the time, Christmas comes, I'll probably have close to about seven weeks of PTO. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. do I really need to <laughs> be stingy with a couple of days? I, so I don't know. And I got, uh, you know, I got a, a couple of days off in January. So a literal couple, like two. So yeah, I don't know. All right. So I like my wife and all her fucking time off and shit. I hate you motherfuckers. Uh, 
I, I wouldn't have it if we if it wasn't for the pandemic. So shout out to COVID. <laughs> like, sorry, for, <laughs> sorry for everybody who's like lost someone because of COVID. That was very insensitive of me. But <laughs> I, I mean, if we can find some joys that come out of this fuck shit as uh, epidemic, I guess you know by all means. Yeah, let's yeah, let's yeah, that, that's that's the angle I'm gonna take with it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me trying to find some joy out of the pandemic. But because of all the working from home, I've seen no reason to use my PTO. So it's just accumulating. And then come May, I'll hit my 10 years at the company. So then my PTO will accumulate even faster. <laughs> like so, <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, Looking pretty good on the PTO side of things. So, uh, what do you want to go with first? Yeah, I know you got a gang of shit. Uh, well, let's start with uh, let's start with Baylor's uh, email. Oh, okay, all right. Unless you don't, ha- unless you're not ready for that, we can go to a topic. I, I can queue it up right quick. Uh, has uh, have you talked to Baylor about uh, meeting up when you go in January? Not specifics. Um, you know, I, I've only said what I've said on the podcast, but I haven't tried to organize anything uh, specifically yet. I'll probably save that for kind of like a little bit closer to the date, just because right now it's so far away. And I know I know, a, a you know, a month and a half or seven weeks or whatever isn't, quote unquote, so far away. But it's so far away when who knows what's going to happen with uh, the Omarion variant and uh you know, COVID and whatnot. Like, I don't know if it, there's going to be any kind of changes to where I won't be able to go anymore or anything like that. So well, yeah, I kind of want to see how December plays out. And then um, if things still seem, you know, okay, and I, I'm certain I can still go, then I'll probably say like, okay, um, you know, what's you guys availability? Because like, I, I'm still trying to plan my weekend around the UFC event. So I'm still thinking about, okay, if, like Friday, for instance, I'm going to want to go to, uh, like if I can go to the weigh-ins or something like that, that would be cool. Um, and then I'm also taking into account something I hadn't considered until a few days ago is that generally UFC pay-per-views start at six o'clock. You'll have a six o'clock prelims from six to eight. You have another prelims from eight to 10 and then the pay-per-view card from 10 until it's over. But I didn't take into account the fact that it's in California and more off, and usually also in Vegas. So there's a three hour time difference. So that shit's going to start at three o'clock while I'm out there. So conceivably the whole shit could be over and I could still have an actual quote unquote Saturday night. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like normally when the shit's over, it's like, okay, it's one in the morning. <laughs> like that's it. Whereas if it ends at 10 o'clock LA time, I could still, you know, maybe I could do something on Saturday night. So who knows? Like it's, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of want to see how uh, the events play out, try to make a schedule for myself as far as what I hope to be able to do. And then, and, and what time I'm going to be out there, what time I'm going to be leaving. But I figure I'll probably see if I could link up maybe. And then also it's like, okay, I'm going to be off on that Thursday cause I'm going out there, but that don't mean the people who live out there is going to be available Thursday January 20th don't mean shit to them. <laughs> so they're going to be at work and shit. So it might be a thing where like I might save it for Sunday or Thursday, Thursday night, Saturday night. But yeah, uh, short answer. No, <laughs> I haven't. All right. I got this 
though. It's your boy BTG. Hey, y'all talking about sleep paralysis? Look no further than the poster child or the poster boy himself. I've been having, as far as I can remember, sleep paralysis since the fourth grade. Um, I've had multiple, you know, obviously I played sports in high school, so I have to take physicals. I've asked uh, those doctors. They didn't know what it was. As an adult, I've asked doctors. They couldn't really break it down. Some of some of the doctors that had never heard of it. Then I've done, you know, the you know the internet research. Go on YouTube, go on Google, and shit like that. I know about the demon sitting on your chest, myth, um, all kinds of shit, right? So never really got a clear, connect answer or anything like that. The one the one thing that does make sense is that you're stuck in that realm between sleep and being awake. Um, but your body shuts down. So, um, yeah, I've been dealing with that shit all my life, pretty much all my life. And it is scary. Um, there is times where I can hear people talking to me. I can hear, now this, and this is actually real, so what happened, Mike had brought up the point that he can hear shit, but he doesn't know if he's dreaming or not. Um, I've, I've actually witnessed both, or I've been involved in both where um, I'm in like this dream or whatever, and I can semi-control it, but it's kind of like it's, it's it's filtered with like horror shit. Like you know, because of my creativity, um, you know, my creative mind, and I watch horror movies. All that play into the fact I hallucinate during uh, a paralysis spell or whatever you want to call it, or, or uh, even it's a lot of weird shit that I've seen. A lot of silhouettes shit like that it's some crazy shit but i can also hear my you know i get my wife is sitting next to me while i'm asleep i also i have my wife's uh pay attention to me to see if i was actually like rocking back and forth you know what i mean um if i'm actually like making noises and stuff like that because i've let it kick in and i can hear my wife and stuff like that and i'll start making noises and try to move the kick out of it and shit like that but we never really catch it uh, there's been times where I've gotten to work early, taking a nap in my car, and I can hear people, because it's early in the morning at this point, I can hear people walking past my car or whatever. But because of the hallucinations, I feel like they're stopping and looking at me, which is crazy, right? Um, I've also gotten headaches from it because of me straining to kick out of it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this has gotten weird, but... This is what Baylor goes through. You know what I mean? All the jokes and things like that at the end of the day. On some night, I wouldn't say most nights because there has been months that has went uh, went by where I didn't have a case of sleep paralysis. And then there's times where I have them two, three times a day, you know what I'm saying? Or throughout the week, random. And when I say random, I mean, it, it has to, it's when I'm sleep. It's not like while I'm driving or anything like that. It doesn't kick you in. Or honestly, I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> medically cleared to drive. But, you know, it's more so when I'm sleep taking a nap. doesn't matter what time of the day nor night. Um, if that shit is setting in, it, it just sets in. I can't kick out of it before it completely sets in. But uh, for the most part, I don't know what it is about it. But sometimes it's like you got to go through it for a little bit and then kick out. So I just don't know. Sometimes I get so scared that I just stay up for a while and then I'll just fall asleep. Um, a lot of people, including a lot of podcasters, either some of them didn't know about it or don't believe me. 
until they actually go research and look it up and find out how many people have actually went through it. So this is my first time actually hearing y'all talk about it. I have a whole show on it about my sleep paralysis. Uh, yeah, shit is crazy. So it seems like this shit ain't gonna leave with no time. So you know what the fucked up part about this is that if this shit stays with us for the rest of our lives, we don't get any stronger, my nigga. <laughs> You know, I should be laughing at that. What the <laughs> fuck, man? We have to figure shit out. <laughs> I, I should be laughing either, but it's just funny. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've had many conversations with, with people about sleep paralysis either. I think the time we talked about it le- the last episode and now is probably the most I've ever talked about sleep paralysis to anybody. Because I don't know anybody. I didn't know anybody else that I can think of that went through it other than you and now Baylor. Yeah, I'm totally in the dark, no pun intended, on how many people experience this because I always thought it was commonplace, like everybody experienced it. Now I'm starting to think that there's people who don't experience it. And then now I'm starting, and I'm also starting to wonder, is it kind of rare where it's like there's not a lot of people, like there's more people who don't experience it than there is that do experience it. Because I thought it was common. And it makes sense to me that it would be common. But I don't know. Well, uh, the first thing I Google um, says that uh, 7, 7% of the general population deals with sleep paralysis. How, how much? 7% of the general population. Oh, wow. Population. That's way less than I would have thought. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like what he was saying, like his his experiences are slightly different than mine. But I think that's because he goes to sleep, I think, a little bit more publicly than I do. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is he mentioned like having his wife check to see if he's if he's experiencing anything or, you know, he said like he'll be a car. He can hear people walk by and I don't sleep publicly very often. And then I also don't experience often. Like I said, I think I said on the podcast, maybe like once or twice a month or something like that. But that's a, still a very small percentage of, of how much I sleep. And when I do sleep and when I, well, when I experience it, it only happens, I feel, when I have a good sleep going. Because I, I feel like most times it doesn't happen. But it's like if I get into a deep sleep, I feel like it then does start to happen. And then um, it like, I feel like the na- the nature of it is like a, a state in between sleep and awake, but it doesn't feel like that to me until after I wake up. And I, I my wife is a, I, not a hard sleeper, but I think hard enough to where if I were to ha- have any kind of like physical uh, symptoms from it or whatever, she wouldn't wake up and notice and then I'm not falling asleep while she's awake. I'm not falling asleep in the daytime publicly. Like if I go to sleep in the daytime, I usually end up either going into bed or I might sleep on the couch, but that's not the kind of sleep that's going to induce sleep paralysis. Like I have to, I have to be like in a good sleep for that to happen. So, uh, so I don't nap- think any- So you're saying like napping, like on the couch. I'm saying like- napping, it won't happen. Cause like, that's not a good enough sleep. It only happens if I'm like, well, I mean, it could happen if I'm napping, but it has to be like, I'm in my bedroom. It's dark. 
and I'm like comfortable to the point where I don't feel like somebody's going to be coming in there or waking me up. Like, like if nobody's home, you know, that kind of stuff. It has to be like a good, good, good nap, not just any old nap. Like, so most of the time it happens if I'm sleep, sleep. And I feel like that's not, it's, it's my wife sleeps hard enough that if I experience something from it, she doesn't know. What's interesting is that he talked about kicking out of it like it's wrestling and shit. But um, there's oh no, where... I get that too. I get that too. Trying to do it, it just don't work sometimes. Sometimes I've had it. Like remember I was telling you, I mentioned that I fell out the bed once. Mm-hmm. That was me trying to like kick out of it, like get out of it, and that was the result of it. And sometimes you gotta like move. It's like like a a a, a swift movement trying to move out of it. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I've definitely had that experience. Yeah, I, I, I just think the terminology is funny, but oh, yeah, for sure. The, the times where I've done that and been successful, I wake up and and I, I almost like look around like, did anybody see that? Because you have to also have to take it to account that when that's happening, like I feel like I'm awake and I feel like other people are around. So when my body like convulses like that, to try to get out of it and I actually successfully wake up I always like for a split second I look around like did anybody see that but like I said my wife's still asleep like it doesn't wake her up when I do it so like I've, I to my knowledge I don't think she's ever seen me uh react to it and I feel like also most most of the time when I try to as he said kick out of it I'm unsuccessful so yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing, but I'm glad I, I I replied to him from the email after he sent it. And I don't remember what I said, but I remember saying something like I I thought it was just me until we started talking about it. And that made me then think that it was more common than I thought, but then you just said seven percent. So I'm like, okay, this is just a wild ass coincidence then <laughs> like, that that three people collectively all who all know each other know about it because that because like the three of us knowing about it maybe think like oh maybe it's more common than i thought but seven percent no so this is the interesting study of it so general general population seven percent uh 28 of that students 31 percent of psychiatric patients experience it and then <laughs> uh of the psychiatric patients with panic disorder, 34% report lifetime paralysis. So, yeah. Okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, people that got more fucked up issues start having even more fucked up issues. I'm assuming that's what that means. Like, not only you got to deal with paralysis, you're fucking a psychiatric patient. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think, I, I think too that. It's weird with me because I've never found it to be scary, even though once I do wake up and I reflect on it, I think like that was a scary set of circumstances and I should have been scared in the moment. But I think it's like in the moment, I don't understand what's happening. It's not until I wake up that I understand what was happening. And then I go, that should have been scary, (laughs) but it wasn't in the moment. So it, I don't know. It's such a weird thing. 
but yeah, sometimes I'll be like, well, that was kind of fun. Like, I, I mean, I said that when we talked about it, but I'm, I'm like, oh, that was kind of fun. That was interesting. Bro, I've never, <laughs> I've never had an incident, incident of it being fun. It's always been like some terrifying shit or something that was just, yeah, not even like, terrifying, <laughs> but just not, not great or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it's like, once it's like in the moment, I don't find it terrifying. And then once I wake up, it's like, it can't be scary in retrospect. Like, oh, that, like, I look at it like, well, that should have been scary, but it wasn't. And then what, what I think is quote unquote fun or cool about it is the fact that I just think that's an interesting situation to deal with. Like what a weird situation that was. And I, I think about that. I'm like, man, that is such a, I, I guess it's more like I'm intrigued by that experience of being in like a state in between being asleep and being awake. Yeah. Like that, that's just, I don't know. It's a really interesting experience. And I guess that's just like the weird person in me to think that that's kind of cool. Like, wow, what a weird experience that is. But yeah, it is a bitch though. Cause I, like I said, the last, like I said, when you was talking about the last time it happened to me, I was actively pissed off in the dream. Cause like that, I think that was probably, probably the first time that I realized in the dream that it was happening and getting mad. Like, this doesn't even make sense. I should be able to move right now. <laughs> like this is pissing me off. I haven't, like I say, knock on wood. I haven't had it happen in a while, but I, I pretty much hated it every fucking time. So let me look at my topics here because I have a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. Um, let's start by talking. Let's start with the biggest thing, which is the uh, the school shooting that happened here yesterday. Um, you know, we haven't had this situation before like i mean we've seen it obviously non-stop in other areas of the country and this is the first time that it's happened here um for those who don't know oxford which is the uh the school slash city that it happened at is about 45 minutes or so give or take north of detroit uh and part of what's been irritating about this this whole thing is like every time we see a story, it'll put Detroit in the headline as if Detroit has anything to do with this shit when it doesn't. But it's probably about 20 minutes or so from where I currently live. Yeah. You're a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a lot, I'm a lot closer to where it is. And um, it's been, well, well, let me start by talking about what happened in case any, I, I don't know how this has been going nationally. I've seen it in my, uh, my national push notifications that I get, like my CNN one and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't watched the national news, so I don't really know how this is being covered or if it's being covered at all or, it's, or oh, whatnot. It's been, oh, it's being covered. It's definitely being, I don't, I don't watch like news segments, but I'm, I'm constantly online reading shit seeing pop-ups of you know news stories and stuff so like when you hit when i i just hit uh oxford high school shooting uh cnn pops up first okay yeah i, I didn't know if it was getting like the caliber of coverage that like oh no it's sandy it's, hook got or something like that but no it's, it's definitely getting it, definitely yeah so um so as of right now because like i said this just happened yesterday um Four kids have died. A fourth one died this morning uh, from complications afterward. And three died yesterday at the event. 
and now the event make it sound like it was at a party uh, at the at the school. And uh, there's now I think there was I think eight hospitalized. So then the one that died makes me think that there's seven left still alive who are, uh, you know, still. Well, no, they're not all in the hospital, actually. I, there was an update today. And I think they said that two or three people have been released from the hospital. And I think four are still there. But yeah, yeah this one, happened at this high school. One was upgraded to uh, from like critical to like stable and shit today. Oh, that's so, good. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, and and apparently, uh, they they well they released the the name of the kid who did it and uh his picture and the ages, names, and pictures of the the kids who have who, who have died so far. And hopefully there won't be any more. But I said so far just because, you know, you got kind of got to. But, yeah, it's been I th- there's been a couple of things about this situation that I want to talk about. And I think the first the first thing that I want to talk about is kind of like the lightweight kind of aspect of it, which is just. I think the, the fact that it happened here and it feels closer to home makes it feel different than it does when you hear about it in other states and other cities. Like it, it's, it, it feels kind of surreal almost that it happened here. And it, it, it's not like it's a thing, like it's unique, like, oh, that can only happen other places, but that is kind of how you feel. Like you, you kind of feel like, oh man, this could happen here, but you never really think it will. And uh, for it to have happened here has is, is been kind of surreal, especially with it being, uh, so close to where I currently live and we've gotten a lot of um, messages from my daughter's school that pertain to it and uh you know, I, I'll I may or may not talk about that later but I don't want to get into that that aspect of it right now but what I do want to talk about is I, I want to talk about how we handle this going forward and when i what, what i mean by that is you know after these things happen we obviously hear a lot of talk about gun violence and gun laws and legislation and ease of access to guns and all that kind of stuff right and what i'm noticing i'm feeling more and more not more and more but what i'm feeling this time as opposed to previous times and i don't really know why this is but i feel like the conversation needs to include bullying as part of the problem like we we always talk about guns and gun violence and access to guns and whatnot but i feel like there's like three factors that kind of weigh into this and i think it's bullying mental mental health and gun access and we always talk about the gun access but i feel like one of the two other things also has to be at play because if you if if guns were the only problem what motivation does a kid have to go in a school and shoot people? Like you also need to have the bullying or the mental health. And if you have either one of those other two things, but you don't have access to guns, then the school shootings don't happen either. So like, I feel like the, the school shootings don't happen without guns plus either bullying or mental, mental illness. And I think that we need to, as a country, and I feel like this is pointless to say because we obviously need to take guns into consideration, but we don't. So why would we take bullying, <laughs> bullying or mental illness into consideration either? <laughs> but 
I feel like those things need to be part of the conversation as well. Cause like people aren't born this way to where it's just like, yeah, I just feel like killing motherfuckers. Like, I, well, the mental illness people might, but I feel like by and large, these people are created as opposed to just like that. And I feel like we need to get to the, to the root of the issue of what makes people want to do that. Because if you, you can have access to guns all day, but if there's not some sort of motivation to actually use them, then you won't. So like, there's gotta be some reason that makes people go, I want to use these guns that I have access to and go shoot up this school or shoot up this church or shoot up this concert or whatever the case may be. And I feel like it needs to be like a, it needs to be attacked from multiple angles. Attacked is a terrible word to use. It needs to, <laughs> it needs to be uh, looked at from multiple angles. Um, and that's the first thing that uh, I think of. So I'm going to let you, you know, give your thoughts. And then I'm going to mention the second thing that I've seen mainly today that's been uh, bothering me about it as well. Um. Yeah, so it's been a couple of conversations at work about it. Um, I've tried not to even engage because I don't. I don't know if I. Have, I don't have the words for it because it's just. It's so alarming, especially being so close, you know, in Michigan or whatever. Um, so to your point, you know, there was, you know, there's been talk of bullying, and then the other thing that I've well, the conversation I did get into it at work was that it seemed like he demonstrated signs and a lot of the kids, like, so you had kids that like said, I'm not going to school tomorrow because something's going to happen. And then it happened. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have kids who acknowledge that they seen signs and shit. And even if he was fucking around or not, you know, those things, there has to be, I mean, they, you know, they teach drills and shit about, you know, how to deal with a, a school shooting. Like, I mean, you was talking about your daughter having to do uh, drills for school shootings and shit. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, kudos to the kids. Did you see the one video where he tried to get into the, um, the classroom? Uh-huh. Well, I, I, side note, did you see the press conference today from the sheriff? No, I didn't see the press conference. He said that that was not the shooter. So who the fuck was that? He said that he thinks, which uh, the fact that he couldn't def- definitively say who it was makes me take that it was not the shooter with a grain of salt. But he says that he thinks it was a plainclothes cop who was talking calmly to to help bring tensions down. Because uh, because for those who haven't seen the video in the video, uh, there's kids barricaded in a class and somebody tries to get in the class. And they say that they're uh they're like from the sheriff's department or they're the police or whatever. And somebody, the, I think it was the teacher said like, we're not prepared to take that risk of, of the risk of coming out of the classroom. And he said, I'll show you my badge, bro. And then as soon as he said that, everybody kind of like, was like, Oh, he said, bro, fuck this. And then they went out the window. Well, what's crazy. And, and so, so I only bring up that scenario. If, even if that wasn't him or not one, I thought that it was only students in the room. And so I thought that was another kid that said that, like, we're not prepared to open a door for you and shit. So the only I, reason I, I know it was a teacher is because um, I was watching the live coverage after it happened on my phone mm-hmm. and they interviewed this black guy, a uh, black kid who went to the school. One of the ones who you, who, who you said was not actually there because he said that 
he had heard all this shit and his friends had heard this shit and they didn't go to school that day. And then he also said, uh, okay. then he, yeah. but then he told that story of, of someone of, you know, the, of someone trying to get into class and saying, bro, yada, yada, yada. And that was like, I, uh, like two hours tops after the actual shooting happened. And then it wasn't until nighttime that I saw that video. So when I saw the video, I then was able to say, okay, that kid that I saw earlier was telling the truth. And he said, he said it was like the teachers, the teacher had saved them or whatever. Like it was a teacher who stopped that kid from coming in. So that's the only reason I know it was a teacher. It's because he said it. And then like every, everything else he said checked out via the video. So I connected that, okay, that must've been a teacher. Yeah, that that makes it. Well, I mean, even still, I think, you know, kudos to that teacher being hella calm. And then the kids are either the kids are calm or scared, but either way, they, you know, they followed directions. They stayed down. They didn't do no dumb shit. It wasn't like no movie shit with somebody trying to be the fucking hero and shit. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of chilled until they figured. Now, when they figured out it wasn't, they ran, you know, uh, out the window and shit. So, uh, but I guess I was, I was, I was saying I was to say that, you know, you have all these trainings and stuff and preparing kids and stuff like this. But I just, I wonder what is the training, what is the protocol for when you hear another student or hear about another student planning to do some shit like this? Because it just seems like that would have been a a, a, a definite sign to contact him, con- I mean, contact his parents, contact the school, you know, shit like that. Um, other than that, man, I've just been kind of flabbergasted about the whole thing. Like, it just seems kind of surreal that dude was just coming to a school and just blaze the glory. Because it's like, okay, not that you should come and kill the the person who bullied you, but it's like you just you you're shooting and killing all these other fucking people. Yeah, like what if the people that he shot wasn't even the people who was bullying him? They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, and it's like it's it, it, yeah. and that's assuming he was bullied because yeah, the, assuming he was bullied. Yeah, because I. That's what I assumed, because what other reason would you have to do something like that? But the sheriff who did the press conference today said that they have no evidence that this person was bullied. But I, I, I have more on that in a moment. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. You can go ahead because I'm curious to hear your thoughts. OK, so. Um, I assumed that it was bullying that caused it, because I figure that's probably what happens in most of these cases. And um but then the sheriff said that they had no evidence he was being bullied. I'm like, well, shit, what the fuck happened? Especially because that same kid, the black kid who said, who told the story about uh, somebody saying, bro, trying to get in the room, also said that he knew the kid. He's like, well, not knew him, like knew him, knew him, like it was his homie, but he knew of the kid. He was like, I've seen him around, that kind of shit. And he was like, yeah, I've seen him around. He's just a regular kid. I mean, he got bullied, but I mean, he got bullied a little bit, but he was still, you know, he's a regular kid. He threw in the bullying thing. And again, since his story about the, you know, I'll show you my badge, bro, checked out, I have no reason to believe that he's lying when he says that the kid got bullied. And then what really did it was, did you see the pictures of him, of the kid? Yeah. If you could draw a person that would get bullied, I'd draw that kid. Yeah. That yeah. looks like a kid that that would get bullied. So I, I don't have any problem believing that that's what happened. But the thing that I want to talk about as it pertains to that is that I, I when, once I saw the name had been released, 
I searched him on Twitter just to see what I could find. And I can only find two to three pictures of him. All three pictures, he looks significantly younger than a 15-year-old should look. And one of them, he's literally putting his hands in like a prayer mode and like the like how you put your hands when you're praying yeah. and smiling. And I'm like, that something about this doesn't sit well with me. Like, why are they showing? Like, why can I only find two to three pictures of this kid? And in every picture, he looks young and cute. Like, oh, look how adorable he looks like one of like a little nerd that you like pinch his cheeks. Like, oh, I just I just it's funny. I just saw that picture maybe a half an hour ago. And it was of all places, like the, the you know the, the Twitter page, the Baller Alert. Have you ever seen that page? Yo, what the fuck? Yo, I just got an alert that my daughter's school is going to be closed tomorrow. Oh wow! And quote out of an abundance of caution is what the text message says. And then I was said I was going to save this for later, but I'm going to say it now. I got an email from the school and this is my five-year-old daughter. So it's an elementary school that said that some, they, they, they heard something about a letter that sounded harmful and they investigated it and found out that it was a prank or something like that. Like it was a letter that wasn't, that was a joke or a prank being played on somebody else and that they were letting it go. But then why the fuck would they close the school tomorrow? Yeah. What the fuck, dog? It's a goddamn elementary school. Like, what? How old are you when you're in the fifth grade? Ten? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's some shit, dog. Out of an abundance of caution, like, no, that's bullshit. Like, yeah, we just like if you 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 don't do that if you don't have a reason. Well, like, I mean, you know, I guess like, oh, we're just going to be safe just out of for no fucking reason. We're just going to be safe and just not have school tomorrow. Like, no, like something happened or you got some sort of information that is then making you go out of an abundance of caution. We're going to close school tomorrow. But, but you don't do that just, just like off, off GP. Like, yeah, I'm just going to close school tomorrow just to be safe. Man, uh, these white people. Uh... Anyway, let me try to f- wrap up this podcast before I get angry again. Um what I was what I was confused about is like not confused, but concerned about is the fact that like the only pictures of this kid, he looks like adorable. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like one of those cute little nerdy kids. You want to pinch his cheeks like, oh, like and 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 only these two to three pictures like and, and none of these pictures, I, I believe, are how he looks now. Like these look like pictures of like a 10 or 11 year old. And one of the pictures I know is that because it was captioned, it was in an article and it's like, here he is uh, in 2017. So that's four years ago. How much is a person going to change in appearance from 11 to 15? A lot, a lot. And I'm like, why are there no pictures of him currently? Why are the only two to three pictures that I can find him young and adorable looking? When you know good and fucking well, if a black kid shot up a school, they will find a picture of this nigga outside of a liquor store with a gun in his pocket, a blunt in his mouth and digging up like, oh, he stole a Jolly Rancher from the liquor store when he was eight. Like they would find all the fucking way to paint this motherfucker as a, a the biggest criminal of all time. 
and now this little white kid shoot up this school and now I can only find two pictures of this motherfucker looking adorable when he's 10. Like, that shit really like, bothered me. Like, like what the like fuck? Like, he just didn't kill three people and, four, and a fourth just died. Like, right, this nigga has a whole Instagram page. You and ain't no current pictures of him on there that y'all could have put, put out there? Like, come on, dog. His Instagram page is gone now, by the way. So it's like, okay, here's no more Instagram page. It existed, but yet there are no current pictures of this kid. Like, that that bothers me a lot. It's it's like I said, it's almost like they're trying to paint the shooter as a victim. And to a degree, if he was bullied, he he's a victim from that perspective, in that he was, you know, bullied and and made to become someone who would hate his classmates to that degree. But you killed four kids. Like you're not a victim. Like, don't paint him as like a fucking like a little fucking cherub of a kid. Like, oh, look at this adorable little little youngster. Like why aren't y'all treating him the same way y'all would have treated if it was a black kid who did some shit like that? Cause you know, good and well, that's what they do. That's what they do to black victims, not even black shooters. You can be a black victim. Like you got killed by the police and they're going to find, dig up every little piece of little dirt they can find on your ass to make it look, look like the police took a fucking thug nigga off the streets. But then you get a white kid who's the perpetrator. And now they're making him look like some cute little cherub that we should all feel sorry for. Like, Man, this shit is this shit just feels so dirty to me. And I told my wife, like, over I bet you over the course of the next couple of weeks, this story is gonna get a lot more uh interesting, not in a good way, but it's gonna get a lot more interesting with what happened here. Cause you got the fact that his dad bought the gun on Black Friday. There's a picture of him that he posted on Instagram holding the gun, but it's just his hand, so you can't see him. But holding the gun, uh they Internet sleuths found his dad's Facebook page and found out that his parents are Trump supporters. Like, I feel like this shit is good. Like, a whole lot of information is going to come out. We're going to be looking like, yo, this shit is crazy. Yeah, and I think they're going to charge the parents soon, too. At least the dad, for certain. Uh, they say he just bought the gun, what, Good Friday or something? I mean, I Good Friday. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Black Friday. Some wild shit, though. Right. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy the gun on Good Friday and I'm going to kill these niggas on Easter. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Say Good Friday. <laughs> Black Friday. God damn it. Just... <sighs> that should be fun. I mean, that, I mean, that'd be terrible. But like, <laughs> but like, it bought it on Good Friday. <laughs> like, <laughs> Easter shooting. It's like in Jesus' name. I'm about to fuck these niggas up. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> anyway but yeah so yeah man I, I and I I hate that narrative of trying to paint even if it's for clicks dude trying to paint this this picture of this innocent person and shit where they damn it they didn't even have to post a picture if you go post a fucking picture of him 10 years ago or however long ago fucking praying and shit like that shit is trash dog man that shit's trash Man, now they calling me. Uh, I, the only reason I'm not answering is because I know it's the same as the text message I got. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't the see them calling now. Doing, doing an actual like person call at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, no, it's the same automated call. Like when the, uh, the there was a day where uh, the buses were delayed by fifteen minutes, and apparently their system is to. Uh, you get an email 
you get a text and you get an automated phone call all telling you the same thing. You know what? Give me a quick second. I'm going to I'm going to not a quick second. Um, a pause on us discussing topics. I'm going to read the email they sent out loud. Okay. Um, I haven't read it yet, so I'm just going to see what it says. If it says anything interesting um, out of abundance of caution, Rochester Community Schools will be closed on Thursday, December 2nd. There'll be no school for all in-person and virtual campus students in transitional kindergarten through grade 12. Oh, so this is all schools. Oh, just schools in general tomorrow. All oh, Rochester schools. Oh, yeah. Rochester. Okay. So this is not, okay, that's better because it's not just my daughter's school. It's all Rochester schools, but this is still concerning. Um uh, all evening activities and enrichment programs will also be canceled. Uh, nothing is more important than the well-being of our school community. We're committed to doing all we can to keep students and staff safe. There have been rumors circulating on social media indicating that other high schools may be at risk of experiencing a tragedy similar to the one that occurred recently at Oxford. What the fuck, dog? At, at Rochester schools, we take all threats very seriously. All rumors continue to be thoroughly investigated by local law enforcement. Although there appear to be no credible threats at this time, bullshit, or else you wouldn't cancel school. We, we are pausing in-person and virtual learning for the day out of an abundance of caution. We appreciate families encouraging their students to continue talking with a trusted adult if they see or hear something that doesn't seem right. Families can contact the school administrator, yada, 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 yada. We understand that tragedies can have a significant impact on students, staff, and family. Resources are available, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to keep her out of school on Friday, too, honestly. I mean, as, as much as, you know, I know it doesn't, like, come off right to you. I mean, I can end up for just shutting shit down. I mean, whether they want to be forthright and, and now about what's going on, I mean, the very, at, the, at the very least, that there, there seems to be a, 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 a effort to, to not have any other events transpired. No, yeah, I, I'm, so, not, I'm not mad or anything about it. I'm just, I, I just said bullshit because I feel like it's – I understand what's happening. They're trying to find a balance between being cautious and not causing a panic. And that's fine. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I'm, I, when I say bullshit, I'm just saying, like, I see through this. But you don't like like there's some. Well, I mean, they said that, that, that there's rumors circulating on social media that uh, some other high school might have this happen. So, like, I, I, I get it. But it, it's just it's a combination of we want to be safe and treat these rumors if they are just rumors as credible and, and cancel school. But we also don't want to say. Yo, we we you know give the like the actual details like we heard we heard blah 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 and then cause a panic. So like I get it, they're just trying to be safe without causing a panic. But um, that's troubling to say the least. Oh no, it's definitely troubling. I mean, the fact that they even felt the need to actually close schools down like the whole fucking city, you know, what I'm saying because of that. No, it's it's, it's definitely troubling, definitely. Yeah, and I, I like watching the news these past couple of days, today and yesterday, and hearing parents talk about it. Like the, I, I keep bringing them up because it's the only, the only kid that I've actually physically seen interviewed. But the the black kid that I saw interviewed, his mom was with him, and she was saying like, "I'm just gonna keep him out of school like for the next few days," and, and like that makes sense. Like you're not gonna have a a, a shooting at your school and be like, "All right, <laughs> go to bed, nigga. You got to go to school tomorrow." Like no, <laughs> like. Like, when do you if, if your kid goes to the school or that happened, how long would it take you to be comfortable with sending them back to school? Even though there's no history of that happening twice at the same school, how like like you just can't 
like when do you get comfortable with sending them back? And that's if they go to the school. I'm sitting here now from my perspective, like, like what I, I you said high school, you said it was a rumor, but you still closed all the schools for tomorrow. Like I like I, I'm sitting here kind of like, do I even want to send her on Friday? Like I might as well just keep her home on Friday too, out of out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> like I might as well keep her here. So uh, man. That's crazy right now, though, to, to think that that shit is crazy enough that this shit happened. And now it's even crazier that, like I said, it's, it's fairly close to my house to have now my whole city's all the schools is closed tomorrow. Like, what the fuck is happening in this fucking country, dog? I don't have much to say about it. Yeah, it's just fucked up. trying to salvage a decent podcast here and now my thoughts is all fucking distracted and shit. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Oh, fuck, I closed up. What was that? Oh, no, I was... I closed out my uh, internet browser. Okay. Um. So, I also wanted to talk about the other thing that happened today that, that really pissed me off. And I'll try to go through it quickly because I want to at least hit a couple of these topics. I don't know how long we've been recording now, but I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about this school shooting. But uh, I don't know if you noticed over the course of, I think, the past two days or so, uh, Lauren Boebert, or as I like to call her, Lauren Gogert. Um, did you see what she's been up to? Yep. Oh, so, OK, good. So um, she's been wa- making the rounds. Oh, well, for one, she's a... Uh, a female uh, congressperson, Republican in the House. And she's one of those far right, crazy extremist kind of uh, Republicans. I'm talking like she's like Trump, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and her are like almost like the big three of psychotic Republicans. She's always walking around with guns talking about guns and, and like all the kind of shit that you you expect to hear from that side. And she's been telling this story about how she was uh, waiting in an elevator and uh, the Democratic member of what they call the squad, Ilan Omar, uh, who we all know is is Muslim and she wears the hijab and all, and all that shit. Um, Ilan Omar was approaching the elevator and she says something to the effect of, uh, here comes one of the members of the jihad squad and then says to her people like, oh, she didn't throw her backpack. She didn't throw her backpack and run away. So I guess we're safe. And it, and it obviously painting Ilan Omar as a terrorist because she's Muslim and getting all kinds of laughs and applause and shit like that. And being a, a certified cunt with a capital C and Ilan Omar today at a press conference played a uh, a voicemail that she got and she played it straight from her phone into the microphone, didn't edit it or censor it or anything. And it's a full on like, you're going to die, you Muslim, yeah, terrorist, like, like a complete death threat that's on some whole Muslim shit. And there was a school shooting in this state and hearing that made me angrier than the school shooting because 
at least we care about the school shooting. Like, so I'm not saying this, like what happened to Illinois is worse than the school shooting, but I'm saying it made me angrier because at least I know people care about schools being shot up. Like it's a tragedy and everybody sees it as such, but people act like this is nothing like the Republican, uh, the Republican House leader, Kevin McCarthy, has said nothing, done nothing. And I look at this like if if we we know that it's feasible that somebody could carry out a threat against her. We've seen them attack the Capitol. We've seen them uh, uh, plan to kidnap and murder our governor. Like we know these far right people are willing to do the most extreme things and to have somebody leave a voicemail like that on the heels of Lauren Boebert painting her as a terrorist for fucking laughs and retweets. If something happens to Ilan Omar, Lauren Boebert should be prosecuted in the same way that Trump was uh, impeached over inciting the January 6th shit. Lauren Boebert should be prosecuted for inciting violence against a well another person, but also another congressperson. Like I am disgusted and appalled that it's so anti-Muslim rhetoric is so accepted and embraced in this country that she can go around and tell this disgusting fucking joke that ends up resulting in death threats to a perfectly fine woman and, and, and no one gives a fuck. Like, th- like politics is such a fucking game now that we can't even have like the Republican house leader be an actual decent adult human being and go, we don't, like this is fucked. Like she crossed the line. This is too much. She fucked up. There's such fucking assholes that they're allowing her to, to paint somebody, uh, one of their own people as a terrorist and get death threats and do nothing. And if something happens to her, that's on everybody's head over there. Like I would hang that on every fucking Republican that didn't say anything. Like if you, if you sat on your hands while Lauren Boebert did all this shit, you are culpable. Every single one of you, especially Kevin McCarthy, but they're all culpable for that shit. If something happens to her. And I'm just like, why why are we now in a place in this country where this kind of shit is not even just like this happened, this kind of shit is accepted. And in some cases embraced that we will put somebody that we would slander somebody like that and put them in that position. Like that is so fucking terrible. And it's not even that big of a news story. Can you imagine that? Like that, like not even imagine it cause it's happening, but like, can you like, like really accept that the, the nature of the fact that a Congress person is just out here painting another person as a terrorist just because they're Muslim, like just because of what they look like, straight racist shit, overt, public, no apologies, doubled down after she did it the first time, nothing. And, and then she nobody said the gives stupid, a fuck. And then she said the stupid ass joke again. And like a yeah, different said, double down. Like, yeah, she's, I, and what I tweet, I'm like, she's, she's doing this like she's a fucking comedian on the road. Like every city I hit, I'm going to tell this stupid fucking racist piece of shit cut joke everywhere I go. And no one gives a fuck 
other uh, other than some fucking tweets like, oh, Lauren Boebert. Wow, that's fucked up. She needs to go to jail. Like, you can't be doing this kind of shit, dog. Like, she's she's inviting violence against a congressperson. Like, she's setting people up to be hated, like, like for no reason. Not like, oh, I don't agree with her policies. Like, oh, no, because she wears a hijab, she might be a terrorist. Ha, 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 ha. When you know about the anti-Muslim sentiment in this country, you know what happened on 9-11. Like, you are literally putting this woman's life in danger because you got psychopaths who... who, who uh, uh, who are your constituents? Like you got people who who look at you as you are my congressperson, who believe that kind of shit. That like all Muslims are terrorists. You got people who believe that shit, and she's taking advantage of it for advantage of it for laughs and retweets. This woman could die because this bitch wants fucking laughs and retweets and wants to stroke the egos and amuse and please the worst humans that we have in this country, and nobody gives a fuck. Like, it's just happening, and no one gives a shit, and nothing's happening. Like, you think they would stop playing this game, and somebody, and an adult would come in the room and go, this has to stop here. Like, we've gone too far. Like, this Republican versus Democrat shit, it's gone too far. Like, we're going to fuck around and get this woman killed. And that's not, a, that's not being hyperbolic, because we know these people are capable of it. They, tr- they wanted to do it to Gretchen Whitmer. They tried to do it when they attacked the Capitol to Pelosi, to AOC, to uh, even to their own person, Mike Pence. Like, they wanted to do this shit. Like, you can't just write this off and allow it like it's all fun and games and it's a joke. And for her to treat it like a joke for, like, retweets and laughs and applause, like, it's disgusting, dog. It is disgusting. And I, I can't for the life of me figure out why why this is allowed to happen. I don't, I don't know why she's able to keep her job. I feel like this is an offense where she shouldn't even have her fucking job anymore. A hundred percent she shouldn't. A hundred fucking percent. And, and, Troy and the closed their is- schools too. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's Ortonville, which I feel like is uh, much farther north. Kind of like a little bit closer to Flint. But yeah, Ortonville... Actually, no, it's one school. Or- Ortonville Montessori Center. So it's one school. And then all Rochester schools and all Troy schools. Wow. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry. No, I'm just like I say. I'm just I'm just shocked. To, not shocked because it's just American. Politics. No, I, I, I think I think, I think though, like you should be shocked. Yeah. No. Like no, yeah. And, and like because I think I think uh, uh, the only reason you said that is because it's so common for people to go. Are you surprised? Like, no, no. That, like that's like. Well, not e- no, 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 not, not even that though. Uh, like, yeah, I, I may- am surprised. This is surprising yeah. to allow this kind of shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it is surprising. But the I fact mean, that it's happening is not surprising, but the fact that it's being allowed to persist is surprising. Like, and it's, and I don't even think it's even like not even a fine or a reprimand or anything. Like, she's just able to keep her fucking job with very little consequence, and that's the craziest part to me that I'm saying. Like, no consequence, given, like you say, the history of uh, and the stereotypes that Muslims have to carry every fucking day and the say some shit like that. That just doesn't fucking make sense that she's still a fucking congressperson. 
It really doesn't. And the same thing applies to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, I don't understand how these people are allowed to keep their jobs because they're not even doing anything of value as Congress people. Like their whole shtick is just being uh, shocking and saying terrible things and being completely and wildly extracurricular. Like there's no fucking like she there are no positives to Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert. They're not doing good things in in Congress. They're not helping to change laws and, and make things better. All they are is is performative fucking uh bait hate baiting bitches like that's all they are and, th- and that's how they got elected because that's the country we live in right now they they don't run on platforms of uh you know taxes or schools or roads or anything they run on cultural shit like oh these democrats are out here trying to take away your guns oh man well, i love guns and i you know like they're running on the kind of shit that gets brain dead hicks riled up and like man uh like Something like I said, if something happens to if something happens to Ilan Omar, it is on her soul. Like she, like I hope, I hope that I, I don't hope. Obviously, I don't hope that anything happens to Ilan Omar. But if something were to happen to her because of that, I wish the worst on Lauren Lauren Bobert. And when I say I wish the worst, I mean like I hope she has to live with that. Like, like, oh, okay, I did this for attention. I did this for retweets. I did this to to rile up the the lowest common denominator of humanity. And now someone is dead because I'm a stupid fucking cunt who wants to ruin who wants to ruin people's lives just just so I can stay a congressperson because I know that I'm appealing to that that level of humanity. Like I hope she has to eat that and live with that for the rest of her life because she is a terrible, terrible person. For this shit like she should be apologizing right now like look i was doing the absolute most and, and go in front of her people and be like stop threatening this woman she is not but she's not going to do that because that's not the world we live in anymore uh, and that's, she's ter- and, that's terrible. and she's not and she's not at all mm-hmm. and she's probably still saying this shit to her peers like i can't imagine i can't imagine saying something about someone that results in them getting death threats that's based on nothing. Not like I'm saying some true shit and now they get death threats. Like, oh, this person is a fucking pedophile and they did all this kind of shit. And now people are like, oh, I'm going to send death threats to so-and-so. Like, well, the person is a pedophile. So like, like you could write up, but like knowing that this person has done nothing wrong and has done nothing to deserve this. And now you're out here calling her jihad and she's, at least she's not throwing bombs and all this kind of shit. Like you're doing that. For no reason to a good person, just so you can be king cunt of fucking wherever the fuck you're from. Like, like this shit don't have real life consequences. Like you don't like you don't know that people might do this. Like, is she is she that much of a cunt? She's saying these things about this woman, knowing that people are capable of actually taking action against her based on her words. Like, is she that stupid or is she that much of a bitch? It's one or the other. You're either stupid as fuck. Or you're a fucking cunt. It's one or the other. Because there's no way you can walk around saying that kind of stuff about somebody who doesn't deserve it and not know that your words could result in real actions by your completely psychopathic followers. Like, it's disgusting, dude. And and, and the fact that no one is doing anything about it is is ten times worse. Yeah, that bitch shouldn't even have a job, dog. 
she should she should she should just not have a job like I, and she's not and she it, it seemed like she's gonna get away with this shit with no consequences with little to no consequences like that her shit job shouldn't even should be, be gone. that shit shouldn't even be protected by free speech no fuck no like like that like like she should be prosecuted like that's that shouldn't even be protected by free speech because we're not talking about her saying Ilan Omar is a bitch I hate Ilan Omar like like all day I, I may or may not agree. I don't even know her to even say if that's right or wrong. But at the end of the day, say that. But as soon as you start saying shit that results in motherfuckers sending her death threats and you start saying shit that you know in a country full of, of anti-Muslim sentiment, you know could get the country, which is the majority of our country, in my opinion, on some shit where they want to do something to her. When you When you get into that realm, you you something needs to be done about you and you shouldn't have a I, i'd say take it a step farther she shouldn't have a job but she should also be charged with inciting violence against somebody and that's like i i feel like that sounds like i'm being dramatic but i i'm not because that's that's at the end of the day that's what it is when you know that that people in this country respond to that kind of rhetoric that way we so so it's it's like the it's like the the knowledge of it like you know what you're doing and you know what could come of it so, like, I feel like you, you are inciting violence against her because you know that saying what you said could result in that. It's, the, it's, it's, it's marginally different from saying, go kill her. It's, it's, it, there's a very thin line between what she said and saying, go kill her. You couldn't say that shit at any other job and get away with it. Mm-mm. And the most, one of the most, I guess, public fucking jobs when you're you know uh, uh, a representation representation of the people and man she should not have a fucking job I, that's just crazy to me dog that bitch should not have a job dog no oh, that's just trash dog alright man fuck that bitch <laughs> yeah so um uh, where'd my notes go? Oh, um, I know one other thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, my experiences today with uh, Savage by Fenty and a couple of other, oh, well, not a couple, an, uh, another another quote-unquote service that serves nothing. Uh, so, ha- well, for starters, before I even start, have you had any experience with Savage by Fenty at all? No, and I was going to ask you, like, what the fuck are you ordering? Well, so twofold, um, they sell both men's and women's stuff. Obviously, the women's stuff is a much larger portion of the site. But for men, they have like boxers, uh, pajamas, like shit like that. Okay. Um, But they they have like this VIP service where you can subscribe to it and you don't pay anything, but you get a a a couple of days window at the start of the month where you can get everything really, really cheap. And if you don't buy anything, you can, uh, or if you don't want to buy anything, you could say skip this month and you maintain your subscription and you don't have to buy anything and everything is smooth. And then if you don't do that, then you get like, I think it's like charged like $50 or something, but that $50 can be used toward buying something. So that's kind of how the subscription works. So uh, on November 3rd, 
I decided, okay, let me place an order and I'm going to sign up for the service. And it could be a thing where, you know, every month at the start of the month, or if I, you know, I could might decide to skip a month, but whatever the case may be, I can buy, maybe I buy myself some underwear, maybe I buy myself some pajamas, something like that. Or maybe I buy my wife some stuff, whatever the case may be, because the prices are like super good on those first few days. So uh, on my initial sign up, I bought myself uh, three pairs of boxers. That was it. It's three pairs of boxes. November 3rd. For those of you who may not know, <laughs> today is December 1st. It has been almost an entire month since I placed that order. The order did not ship for three weeks. During that three-week time span, I hit up their customer service chat twice. And both times they said part of my order was on back order. Now, what irritated me about that was that you should put on the fucking site that the shit is on back order before I order it. Because if I know that, maybe I don't order it no more. But even if I do order it, at least I know I'm going to have a wait. But when it doesn't say that, I'm expecting my shit to ship at a regular fucking time frame, not three weeks later, and then only finding out that it's on back order because I reached out. So that was fuck up number one. So then it ships on uh, the 23rd, I believe. And again, it is now December 1st. I have not yet received this order. Where the fuck are you shipping from that it's eight days and I don't have a shit yet? So I'm looking at the uh, tracking information and they ship through some company called Laser Ship that I've never heard of before. The tracking page is terrible. It doesn't have an estimated date of delivery. The updates on the progress of your package are sparse, like you barely get anything. And the last update I have is that my package was in Groveport, Ohio on the 27th. So four days ago, it was in Ohio. I did a Google search for exactly how far Groveport, Ohio is from my house. It is four hours away, a four hour drive. So this package has been four hours away from my house for four days with no updates. So when I saw it, I've, I've been keeping tabs on it the entire month. But for some reason, when I saw it today, maybe it was because of the shit with the school shooting and I was already in a bad mood. I said, you know what? Enough is enough. So I hit up the Savage by Fenty people and I said like three sentences. I placed my, and I put order number. I placed order number, blah, 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 on November 3rd. Today is December 1st and I still don't have it. Give me my money back and cancel my subscription. That was it. Eventually they did that. Then I went over to fucking bitch ass laser ship and hit them niggas up like, Where the fuck is my package? Why has it been four hours from my house over four days ago and I still don't know where the fuck it is? So then I tweeted that part of it. So then they reply to me and say, you know, the typical like DM us your order number, blah, 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 blah. I DM them my order number with the same information. Why the fuck I don't have this? Yada, yada, yada. And they send me this copy and paste generic ass response that uses all kinds of shipping words that mean absolutely nothing that 
a dumb motherfucker might read that and go, okay, but I read that. And as a matter of fact, let me not even, I'm going to just tell you what they said. It said, hi, your package was routed through our sorting facility and is currently being forwarded to your local branch for delivery. Once the package arrives at the destination branch, we will begin processing your package for delivery. You may view the <laughs> tracking progress at lasership.com. If you have any further questions, you may reach us at blah, 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 phone number. Thank you. That tells me literally nothing. They put in sorting facility, forward it to your local branch. Uh, once it arrives at the, the, the destination, package for delivery. Like they put packagey words into a, a paragraph that says absolutely nothing about where my package is or why it's taking so long. So I replied saying, this is like a copy and paste response, which only serves to lessen my already low opinion of your business. I can't view my package's progress because it hasn't updated in four days. Is quote unquote routing through your sorting facility and currently being forwarded to my local branch a four day process? Can we talk about how that's a whole lot of words that convey absolutely no information? No response. 13 minutes later, y'all lost it, didn't you? Have no idea where it is, right? No response. One hour later, I'd stop replying too if I was full of shit. Just admit you have no clue where my order is and that one of your employees probably stole it, which from what I'm hearing is the norm over there. No response. On top of that, once I started slandering Lasership publicly, I got multiple tweets. I think it was like three from people who said that they have a reputation for losing packages or having their packages stolen from this whenever they have something shipped from them. And I got tweeted by a whole ass Twitter account called cancel laser ship <laughs> a whole ass twitter account created to slander this laser ship company and then savage by fenty hit me up and said dm us your information yada 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 and i dm them and i said you know what here's my order number but it's too late like it's been a month i already said to give me my refund I already canceled my subscription and I don't see how you save face because it's been a month. I haven't gotten my shit. This shit has been back order forever. You could have put that on the site and you didn't. And this is my first experience with this company. And how would I look if I kept doing business with y'all and this shit happened again? Because at that point I have nobody to blame but myself. And they were like, and they were like, Oh, we're sorry to hear that. Uh, we, uh, we don't want anybody to have this experience. Um, and they said something like because of COVID precautions and yada, 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 shipping can take up to 15 days. And basically, so they were saying like, sorry, but it might take up to 15 days for your shit to uh, actually come once we ship it. And you wait, wait, this is way beyond 15 days though. Well, 15 days shipping time. So like they only shipped it on the 23rd. So it's been eight days since they shipped it. So they're talking about like delays and like the actual shipping. But I look at it like, why are you cutting corners by using something like laser ship, which I've never heard of before today, to, to do your shit? Like, it, it just feels like, I, I, I don't know. 
if Savage by Fenty is like a black owned business, all I know is that I associated with Rihanna and I see a whole bunch of black models on the site. But this feels like nigga shit. If I'm being honest, like why? Okay. For, for starters, if you're a reputable business and I say I placed my order a month ago and I don't fucking have it yet. I feel like you should just be like, we'll send you another one. No questions asked. Just like with Zycar, like who makes, uh, they make lighters and, and cutters for those who don't know. They make lighters and cutters for like cigar folks and shit like that. Zycar has a thing where if your shit fuck up in any capacity, no questions asked, they replace it. You just send it in. They said, they, they say you can send in the fucking button that you push the fuck. Like it can be so dismantled that you only got like the lid that covers the fucking burner or whatever. You could send in whatever and we replace it. No questions asked. That's customer service. Now, granted, (laughs) I'm not buying anything from Zycar anymore because they shit fuck up all the time and it's too expensive. But at the very least, I can, I can have a, like once you buy it once, you can essentially have it for life. Like you might have to send it in multiple times to get it replaced. But once you buy it that one time, you don't have to buy it no more. Why would you not just say, we'll just send you another one? Something, another order, whatever, something like that. But instead, they were just kind of like, yeah, sorry, sucks to be you. And then like, why are you using some knockoff, no name ass shipping carrier or whatever? Like, why wouldn't you just ship my shit like every fucking body else? via USPS, UPS, or God forbid FedEx. But like, fuck, even at this point, I would take FedEx over fucking laser ship because these niggas don't even have a common decency to send you a fucking, have an actual person tell you what's up with your shit. And then I got people out here telling me that they got a reputation for stealing packages and shit. Like, what the fuck is this? And it just felt like another situation to throw in the pile of, yeah, support black businesses just because they're black. It doesn't matter how shitty of a business they might be. Just support them. And it's like, it feels like, why would you not put some more effort into this shit? Like use a decent a shipping service. You know, act like, you know, act remorse. Well, not act remorseful, but like, because they are acting remorseful. Be remorseful when somebody orders something from you and they don't get it for a month. Like make it right. And I'm just looking at this whole situation. Like both of these companies are trash. Neither one gives a fuck. And it's just like, yeah, we're just going to just cut corners and be trash. And it doesn't matter if if this one guy is fucked over because we got however many other women who worship Rihanna who will do whatever the fuck, you know, whatever the fuck it takes, whatever. They'll they'll take whatever fucking shit we deal them because they stand Rihanna so much that they're just going to be like, yeah, fuck it. We'll just deal with whatever. And they can afford to lose me. And it's just like having that on top of the school shit on top of the fucking uh, uh, Lauren Boebert shit, it just made today a whole fucking shit show for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that I've, I've never even heard of that shipping company or shipping, whatever the fuck they are. Me neither. Until, until today. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea who these people are. But I, now I look at them the same way I look at FedEx. Like, if you ship through them, I'm not fucking with you. Like, I won't do business with you if you ship through them. That's how I look at FedEx. Like, if I go to order something and it ship me in FedEx, like, okay, well, guess you're not getting my money. <laughs> and, shit. and strangely, I've had 
like great luck with USPS lately. Like that's been like weird. Cause they shit during the hype. Well, during the early part of the pandemic, they shit was trash. And you know, given that whole the, the dude that runs USPS too. So um, yeah, I had a order for cigars from Small Batch, and I checked my tracking like two days later, and it said delivered August seventh in LA. And I'm like, okay, uh, this is wrong as fuck. So I'm like, you know, could be a weird copy and paste and shit. I hit them up. They're like, yeah, USPS, they they recycle tracking numbers, which I can see that happening. But I'm like, why would it still have the old fucking shit in here? Right. <laughs> but I end up getting my package, like, day later and shit. You know? Yeah, and I'm still sitting here wondering, like, I don't know if I'm going to get this shit. I'm probably, I'm sitting here like, I'm, I'm convinced now that I'm not even going to get it. Cause like I, mean, I haven't even got an update, nigga. Like, the fuck. I mean, you 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 potentially miss an opportunity to, to have some pinchy draws and shit, dog. Right? Yeah, nigga, I'm my I want to feel fucking satin against my balls, nigga. Like, what the fuck? Like, I want to have a nice savage by Fenty waistband and shit. Like, I want to be like all the women out here. Bro, if you ever get it, you got to do a pose with the with the with the with your hand showing the fucking Fenty letter. I'm assuming it has Fenty letter on the, on the fucking waistband or something. Yeah, the waistband <laughs> has Savage by Fenty on it, just like all the women shit do. I'm like, man, I want some nice fucking satin fucking drawers too, man. Like, I want to have some... I want to rock some name brand out here, man, like all the women do. And like I said, what... what and I put this... When I, when I responded to the Savage by Fenty DM, I told him, I'm like, you know... I. I this really bothers me because I really was looking forward to doing business with y'all. And that's something that I don't even feel, let alone say, like, I don't look at it like, Oh, I really hope to have a, you know, give a lot of, give a lot of my money to this company. Like I never think that let alone say it, but I looked at it like subscription seems like a good deal. I like the way a lot of their stuff looks and I can get basically just draws for myself. That's really mainly all they got for men is underwear. And then, like I said, they got like pajama sets and shit like that. But like, I could get some nice stuff for myself. I could get some nice stuff for my wife. Sexy, sexy looking shit. You know, he got, you know, he got Rihanna out here half naked and all these shit, you know, looking good. Like Rihanna be looking like I could get, you know, I could get some nice stuff for my wife in here. The sexy, like, I'm like, this is, this could be a nice partnership. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll get my money at the start of every month. And I get some nice draws myself, some nice lingerie or something or, or regular, even regular shit, not lingerie shit for my wife, whatever. And I'm like this and their prices are good. I'm like, this could be a nice little partnership. And I was excited to get the shit. I'm like, what's this good? Like, what, how's it going to feel? Like, this could be some like I was curious to see, like, what is this shit going to be like? And for them to be so bad that I literally am put at a point where I have no choice but to not fuck with them no more is disappointing. It's really disappointing. Now you can't be out here being a bad bitch and shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the only way, if I still get it, because I also had a couple of people who you know, I didn't say who they were, but you know these people, tell me that their experiences have been great. Like they haven't had any problems. So I could theoretically look at my situation as a one-off, but I'm only willing to look at my situation as a one-off if I still get the shit, right. If I don't get it, then I have no, re I, I have no reason. I, there's no way I can rationalize fuck with them anymore. Unless they publicly go, we ain't lose. We ain't using laser shit no more. 
then I might be like, okay, well, at least I know my shit will worst case scenario, my shit will shit eventually, but I'll get it. Like, but now I was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna get my shit from laser ship. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm like, I have no, I have no choice but to not fuck with y'all no more because I have, if I do it again, if I fuck with y'all and y'all ship me some shit through laser ship and I don't get it again, or it takes forever, then it's my fault. Right now it's your fault. But, but if I do it again, it's my fault. So I'm like, I, no, I ain't got no choice. So if I get the shit eventually, maybe I'll consider restarting my subscription and ordering something else. But if it never comes, uh, it's nothing I can do. They, they got to fuck off. That's it. And that sucks because I really wanted to I really wanted to try out their stuff. Woo! What? What happened? Bigger. What? Bruh. So I've been trying to. I, so I'm on one of the. Uh, uh, let's say, uh, like, remember the Powerball? Uh, uh, cigars? Oh, like uh, cigars and shit? Yeah. I'm about to Bruh. say, if this nigga just say he won the Powerball. No, I did not. <laughs> it it would have been way different than that. <laughs> <laughs> Way different. Than uh, that. It was what I was about to say. This nigga say he won a Powerball. He underreacted. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I told you that would have been total underreacted, dog. So I've been losing for like the last three months. I've been playing these numbers and shit, and just so my lucky number is twenty four. They birth my birth date, and so they finally had one on here, a fucking uh, Opus one. Uh, it was a uh, so it was like nineteen fifty a spot. Mm-hmm. And it came with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Came with nine opuses, like crazy shit, like a purple rain, uh, Scorpio. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> King King Power from 2013. Damn. A, a fucking Opus Travel Humidor. All this shit. Value is like 500 bucks. And I, How about finally, say, I was about to say the value on that got to be hundreds. But value is fucking 505. And I finally fucking won. Man, I'm so fucking hyped. I just got the alert. And I see how many mix. how many spots did you buy? I only bought the one. Damn. Oh man. How how uh, you said it was a Powerball? So it was what? How many? Uh so it was one to one to twenty four. One to twenty six. I would say twenty four. Oh, two, yeah, twenty six. Damn, yeah. that. that's what's up. Man, I can't wait. God damn, that shit just made my day. Sorry, this, this nothing to do with the podcast. But hey, just, but I hey, that alert. Like, but at least you podcasting with somebody who knows and cares. Right, exactly. Like, oh, shit, right. that's what's up. Right, like, yeah. You won Ooh. big time. Fuck, that's yeah. like a bigger. That's like a bigger payout than winning the like, uh, the Cuban ones. Right. Hell like yeah. the Cuban ones is like that shit might be you know a couple hundred, but that's not a five hundred dollar, five hundred dollar W on them Cuban ones. Like Fuck. man, you cashed out big time. Hell yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, I think we good though. Yeah, Ooh, man. That uh, yeah, that was uh that was a lot today, man. This is a lot been going on this week. Uh, uh yeah, but I mean, we uh unless anything pops up, we're scheduled for podcasts for the rest of the year. So uh We'll see you guys uh, next week and the following, the end of the year and shit. So, yep, yep. Yeah. All right, peace. Peace. You can find a What Up Do podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of them. Do you listen on iTunes? If you haven't already, drop us a review. If you got questions, you can send them to Podcast at gmail. 
That's W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook or you can find us on Twitter at What Up Podcast. Peace.